Welcome to CodeCast. We're a podcast that focuses on everything tech, and we give you an idea of what developers, startups, and creatives are up to in Zambia and across Africa. Every two weeks, we explore different topics and applications of technology in the real world. Every episode is brought to you by Agora Code Community. For more information, visit agoracode.community or follow us on Twitter at CodeAgora. My name is Shakiri, and I'm like the glue. And you're listening to CodeCast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, to get started, um, today we're talking about um, everything payments. Um, yep. Though, finally. Yeah, finally, actually. Though with a focus on more um, uh, business to business payments, uh, but still has an effect on the consumer. Um, so, fancy name, aggregator, right? So these guys like pull together all the different payment methods and like bundle them together yep. and it's supposed to be really convenient for the consumer so if you're a business you know hop onto this platform and you basically have like different ways uh, to, to, to collect yeah. money and stuff like that exactly. so today we've got two guests two, two guests. guests one remote one <laughs> But you can call me O, and I work for Flutterwave. So tell us, what is Broadpay and what is Flutterwave? Uh, so Broadpay Zambia is a local Zambian company that was started in 2015 uh, by what I would like to call a tech visionary. <laughs> um, he, uh, our CEO, his name is Bright Chiyundu. He a hundred percent Zambian. Like I'm probably the only foreigner. I am the only foreigner that works at the company. <laughs> and what we do is we provide solutions to take your money. Okay, that is the simple way I can put it. If I was doing a pitch right now, I would say that <laughs> to take that's, your money. Anyway, we can help you get. Uh, for your customers to get money to you, to get money to pay bills, to um, to take money in the most unconventional ways is what we try to do. But legal, right? But legal, yes, legal. <laughs> <laughs> we are licensed by the Bank of Zambia, and we have to abide by multiple regulatory um, requirements. So. Everything is safe. We don't worry about that. You can, we don't want you to sue us, but you know. Um, so yes, that's what we do here in Zambia. Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, guest number two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, Flutterwave, we're a payments technology company. Um, we're headquartered in San Francisco, but we largely operate on the African continent. And really our goal is to build a platform that unifies the fragmented payments um, landscape in Africa. Uh, what do I mean by that? We have different 
payment methods um, from one country to the other. Take Zambia, you've got some prevalence of cards and then um, you've got MTN money, uh, Airtel money and, and, and Zantel, right? which gives people different alternative ways of making or accepting payments. And then you jump over to neighboring countries and you find that it's different types of payments there as well. So what we do at Flutterwave is um, we build a platform that integrates all of these different payment systems um, and then provides one connection to businesses that are using the platform to accept or send money, essentially saving them on investments in like more technical uh, integrations and the operational processes and, and the likes. So you two are basically like direct competitors, right? Like Broadpay and Photowave. Uh, I wouldn't say that it was a competition. Not really. Because why would you say that? Uh, you're you're like competing for the same uh, target market, aren't you? No. No. Not really. Okay. I would call it a partnership. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. The thing is, is like creating strategic partnerships, especially when it comes to technology. There are a lot of, as as uh, my colleague O is saying, there are a lot of fragmented e-wallets yeah, and all yeah. of these. Everybody wants to create the true, same true, thing true, yeah, instead true. of just partnering with each other in order to create one API to rule them all. Ah, okay. Which is what Broadpay and Flutterwave has done. Nice Lord of the Rings reference, yeah. by the way. I, I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. And for us, especially at Flutterwave, like when we think of payments, yes, our main goal is unify fragmented um, payment landscape in Africa. But at the end of the day, Africa trades with other parts of the world and other parts of the world yeah. trade with Africa. Yeah. So what we really want to do is build a global payment infrastructure and if you have that type of a vision it's going to be really difficult to even begin to think that you can accomplish that by yourself without partnerships with exactly. other fintechs and other payment yeah. companies exactly how, how fragmented is the market though um like okay we always like to give zambians an example right how fragmented is our market well Zamb- Z- the zambian market from my experience um i mean we've had in the past like even before we launched rave which is the payment gateway for anyone i don't care i'm sorry uh everyone else (laughs) (laughs) if you're not using rave charge for ads (laughs) (laughs) like i've used other payment gateways i've sold other payment gateways i've used them in in other um organizations where i've worked and they're not as user friendly that's all i can say you know it's it's easy so with the before we even launched rave in zambia many people were coming to us asking for integrations and i would say we would probably get asked about integrations with these different wallets maybe twice a week um, from different companies so it's just like everyone is seeing the wealth and in the possible um revenue from having a wallet but really not understanding that most people here don't have bank accounts yeah that's true that's true 
You know, so it's like you're creating these wallets to do what? You're not a bank. That's a whole nother regulatory issue that you have to overcome. Yeah, I always wonder how people have gotten past that. There's no getting past it. When Bank of Zambia catches up, then you'll figure that out. But there's really no getting past that. No, so it's kind of like, you know, every everyone is trying to beat beat everyone else instead of just coming together. To providing one solution. Exactly. Yeah. To capture the entire market. For the greater good. Dude, I, exactly. I always ask myself, like, why, why, why do you even do this? Why are we competing? Like, you have 10 or, okay, I exaggerate, like five booths next to each other. But that's the truth. Five tomato stands, yeah. and you want me to buy tomatoes from so, each of you. I'm buy one, 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 one. Yeah. Spread the wealth, eh? Because I need five tomatoes. So buy one, one, one. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to the tomato stand with like a couple of shine, like, okay, fight to the death for my business. Exactly. Oh, yeah. do, do you guys think like it's, it's like rooted in culture? Like we, we just naturally want to compete against each other and want to work together. I don't, I don't know if I, I'd say rooted in culture. Uh, so much as humanity. I mean, human beings are a selfish species, mm-hmm. like by nature. Like I don't think there's any disputing that. But uh, there's always this notion that if, especially like locally, I don't know if you guys agree, but there's this notion that if someone else is doing well, then or if someone else is doing better than me, then I'm not doing well or something like that. Yeah. We we like we don't really like accommodate this culture of. The rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. It's more, uh, okay, if I get a leg up on uh, as many people as possible, even if we're all suffering, I win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I beat you to it. And you Crabs feel it even, yeah, you feel it even in the advertising. It's yeah. like, we're the first. We're yeah. the first. Like, dude, no one cares. Just yeah, like, take my money, put it there. But here's the thing. Yeah. You're creating the first, but you, your product is not working. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you, so you you've implemented it like you've pushed it out, but guess what? The interface sucks. I don't enjoy using this as yeah, a customer. Yeah, the process. Then just like you rushed it out just so you could say exactly. that you were first. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't help anyone. So, <laughs> you know, um, we're having a conversation about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have no comment. You know, what what, 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 what? <laughs> see what happens. So we're having a conversation around um, like how how people can can be drawn to something natu- naturally based off how well it works for them. For example, like I, I I don't think I've come across a lot of payment methods that are really easy to be used. I don't know. Maybe that's because we've gotten used to either. I think we've gotten we've gotten used to a lot of things yeah. uh, and we look past a lot of the uh, inefficiencies because of the options that are there. For example, like uh, to your point, I use uh, e-wallet, but it's because I'm with the FNB. That's where my money is, yeah. so it's the most convenient option for me. Doesn't mean it's good. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but like it could certainly improve, and that's that's the point. You, you know what right? hasn't really improved lately with uh, that wallet and your bank account is being able to really transfer money from your e-wallet account to your your main account. I know, like you can do it now, but. Uh, well, as of maybe three or four months ago, you really had to jump through hoops. To can you can you do it now though? Yeah, you can. Yeah, if you've got the mobile can. app, you can. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, and I also feel look. Like, See, I did not know that. <laughs> well, FNB is like a fintech. That's that's a bank. Like, FNB yeah. took strategic steps 
So yes, and they were very innovative about it. They took strategic steps to make sure that the customer experience was number one on the plate. And that's what that's what a lot of tech companies I feel like they forget. Like you you, these wonderful developers, I mean they're smart, they're educated, I mean they're handsome man you know right, like they're right. sitting in this basement yeah. and they're creating this technology from their point of view as a developer but not thinking how is my customer going to interact with this exactly. and b made it top priority that customer service is number one so they ba- essentially became a fintech with a banking license well, that's an interesting way to look at it actually. yeah no, here's a question uh do you think over the next maybe 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see how like the mobile money space has grown exponentially over the last like five years. Or yeah. Um, as long as you've got a mobile phone, you can literally have your own little wallet, right? Yeah. And the banks, it's a different story for the banks. Like the banks literally have to chase you and try to get you onto their platform. Yeah. Like you're using your phone for many different other things, and you have an added bonus of banking. Exactly. Your wallet and so on and so forth. Do you think at some point the MNOs like cross? and become bigger than what they are now like literally crowd out the banks I think that's a goal right more power to the people I mean the the thing is most people are just looking for convenience yeah. so yeah. whoever serves yeah. whoever serves that convenience is the person that quote-unquote wins mm-hmm. yeah. because like yeah to 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 your point like a lot of people like I don't have to deal with this because I'm a backend <laughs> A lot of people forget that no matter how robust your system is, if a customer uses your app, your website, your platform, whatever it is, and has a bad experience, exactly. that's will never use it again. Yeah. Your brand is shot now. Yeah. I, I always emphasize on this. I'm glad it's coming out from you. I mean, I've never disagreed with you. Yeah. I don't think you know it's a good Yeah, I haven't. No. Oh, my bad. It wasn't here. Seven <laughs> <laughs> discussions. Sorry. Wrong for her. Yeah. Dude, experiences literally change the world. If you can offer me an experience that's seamless, if you can offer me an easy experience, I'll take so, it. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm on FNB. I'm with FNB. And I see no need to do it, you know? Yeah. Any other bank? Yeah. Like, oh, you want money? Let me send it to you. What's your number? There you go. There you go. Any number. Yeah. Any network. Any, any number. Network. Any network. Any network. It was genius. It, it, it was, was genius. actually. <laughs> they, they saw it way before. So I'm it's, really waiting for um, the, the point when I can move money from my Atom money account into my bank account. I've seen like options for it like on the Atom menu now. I'm not sure if it's every bank or it's just like a few select. I wouldn't even want to do that. I don't. I, don't, I think you. I, 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 I think you find that if you're really moving money around a lot, you will face that challenge. Your money will sit in yeah. Airtel money, but you need to move yeah, it into okay, your bank. That makes sense. But why send to my Airtel? Okay, never mind. It goes <laughs> options. Yeah, yeah. So many so, options. Yeah, like options over convenience, mm-hmm. or convenience over options. Options I'll, and convenience. You can't look. Here's the thing, right? And this is something that a lot of companies like. It's it's. Okay, let me give an example of, uh, I don't know, Apple, right? It's the walled garden approach, okay? Like you, yeah. listen, Talk just... Talking. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry I'm so into the podcast. Yeah. It's, um, you 
have all these options to do all these things. But then Apple says, okay, but we know what you want to do. So we're going to give you the best option, quote unquote. I mean, it's arguable whether the, the option that they give you is the best. But their idea is... This is not an ad. No, this is this is not an ad. I don't work for Apple yet. <laughs> uh, my 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 Twitter handle. Anyway, I'm just. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like they basically try to make it so that you have less options, and thus things are less complicated, and thus you have a better user experience. And they've like, I mean, we can argue what's the best and what isn't all day long, but like, it's worked for them for the longest time. I mean, you can argue that. Gmail is, I don't even think it's an argument, it's just a fact. Gmail is better than the stock mail app in um, iOS. Like, actually, most of the stock apps in iOS are crap compared to like. But they say, okay, but if you want that Apple experience, you know, and it all comes back to UX, right? The user experience stands in front of having all these options. So when you're looking at payments, right? For me, I'm on FNB because. I can send people money even if they don't have a bank account. I can receive money and I can manage that money on my phone. And I could get Airtel money or MTN money or what's another one? Zamtel. Yeah, I could get all these options and I would have the options and say, okay, whatever you want to send it, uh, however you want to send me the money, you could. But is that really more convenient for me? Well, I mean, um, oh, sorry. Oh, you can you can take this one if you want. Oh yeah, sure. So at the end of the day, um, we build the platform, right? We have the lines of code, we build the UI, we build the design. So even though we're business facing, we actually also do indirectly interact with the consumer that's making the payments. And their experience is also a priority, um, at least for us, when it comes to designing a product and, and, and building in efficient user experiences. Because a merchant is not going to adopt a product if their customers are complaining to them about something wrong with the interface or something wrong with the technology. So yes, B2B, but there also has to be a focus and some sort of strategy around how do you bring that end consumer into the same payments ecosystem so that everybody has a seamless experience. A large part of it actually depends on the issuer of the payment method, right? So I think mobile money is a great example where in some countries um, you have instance where when people make digital payments with mobile money, they just get a USSD prompt on their phone, they enter a transaction pin and they, they complete the transaction, right? Whereas in other places you have implementations where you have to dial a USSD short code, then you have to select from a menu, then the next menu and the third and the fourth and the fifth menu. So in some ways, um, the design is also influenced by the issuer and the owner of the, of the payment method. And we try to give as many options as, as that are available for payment in your country. So like if you're in Kenya and I mean, you're going to see in Pesa. 
if MTN Mobile Money is not available in Kenya, then why do you need to see MTN Mobile Money? So this goes back to making sure that that user interface, like just like you said with the choices, like giving you choices that are relevant to you to make sure that you have all the options available. So in Zambia, you're going to see Visa, you're going to see MasterCard, you're going to see MTN Mobile Money. And coming soon, you'll also see Airtel, you'll also see Zamtel, and the rest of the options that are available. And it's it's a it's a two sided well there are two offerings on the product right so there's one the ability to allow merchants to collect from customers in the method that's preferred by that customer, but we the same platform actually also supports um, push transactions so sending money across different payment schemes across different countries it doesn't matter what your originating currency is. So just trying to find a way to build interoperability between African countries, but also between the payment schemes that exist in those countries. Now that is convenient. Yeah. yeah. Connecting Africa yeah. to the world. Uh, yeah. But it must be a headache for you guys, right? Like you have to deal with all these MNOs and relationships. Yeah, and oh, boy. All these, like, <laughs> <laughs> integration. You are so right. Oh, oh boy. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> You. <laughs> and the thing is, is that we, we do it for the customer. Exactly. And a lot of people think that these relationships are one off. Like, yes, you've integrated and you've done that part, but it's not one off. Like, you have to continuously manage these people, like your relationships very strategically, like with everyone. You that's almost like a whole position by itself. Imagine. Yes. <laughs> so, like, it's really a big challenge, right? Because uh, looking at all the different payment methods that are there in different countries, like here, we've got only three, right? In terms of like MNO and that sort of thing. You go to a different country, completely different standards and infrastructure, and then mm -hmm. you have to like adapt to that country. Like, that, that must really be a headache. I can imagine. Mm. Yeah. Like even even things like. Uh, you know, a country's policy and stuff. Yeah, like, it's the regulatory framework. Yeah, like mm. that. That must be like. <laughs> yes, because I know, I know. Like, uh, I think was it you that I was talking to this about, uh, or you mentioned it that uh, with PayPal you can uh, pay using PayPal, but you can't receive yeah. in, in in Zambia, which yeah. like to me doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, but doesn't. apparently, no, I already have my workaround. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. I, not that I'm admitting to any guys. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll talk we'll talk after. after yeah. We'll this <laughs> but yeah, like um, it's 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 something that I feel like the end users never see do you do you um run into those uh like hurdles like i know obviously you run into hurdles when it comes to like you mentioned regular uh, regular wow i can i can i can speak today <laughs> yes exactly thank you uh but like uh it must be like there must be other challenges that come about from uh the interoperability that you're talking about right challenges with the question is challenges what challenges are we facing with interoperability uh, with how 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 do I phrase this? I, it makes a lot of sense in my head. I just need to get it out. Uh, 
so you work with uh, it's it's basically <coughs> your B two B relationships, right? But then you throw the uh, regulations uh, wrench into that, right? Like, I'm just like picturing a situation where you're sitting in a room and then someone hits you with, oh, but in this country we can't do this. So are there situations where like you just have to stop and say, uh, okay, uh, I guess this isn't going to work out. This is as far as we go. I mean, there's never one size fits all. Like, yeah. I, oh, I'm no, I know you have good answer for this one. Like, there's never one size fits all. Like, and I think that that's what a lot of companies get in trouble. Like, you think because the approach, and and it can even be like regionally, like in Zambia, like the people in Southern Province, and the people in Copper Belt, and the people in Lusaka, are drastically different people. So like, you even have to market to them yeah, in different ways. <laughs> you can't uh, even use the same true. language. That makes sense. Right, true. so you mean to tell me that we can we can pick out those three different differences just here in Zambia, and then you're going to take the same product that you did in Uganda or you did in Kenya, and you thought that this would be... <laughs> okay, in Zambia. That's why There's always... There's always a, a, a need for localization exactly. and customization to, to fit the consumer yeah. in that region. Exactly. And that's something that we take into account as well, most, most certainly. That, that is I'm right. thinking about all the big excuses people make not to pay for something online. Or like. <laughs> the hoops we have to jump through to get Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, and O definitely has, like, the best experience with that because she has rolled out, like, oh, how many countries? Like, let's be real. Oh, my. Uh, let's brag How on many you, countries now? <laughs> I think maybe five and yeah. have a few rolling out in, in um, at the moment. So yeah. it's been a fun ride. Yeah. yeah. Five countries. Can you believe all five countries have different regulatory frameworks? Yeah. Yeah. Different Different um, payment methods. Right. Different already (laughs) existing payment methods. All these people, as we stated before, want to create five and six wallets per person. Like, can you imagine? It's fine. Just sign up. Just sign up. Just sign up. People have dead apps on their phone. They don't even never. They never use them. Like, yeah, that's that's another challenge. Inactive, inactive. Exactly. It takes a lot to do this. You know. That's that's interesting. So, like, in comparison, like, uh, when looking at Zambia, right? Uh, and then the rest of Africa. Well, how what's what are there any 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 similar challenges and stuff like that, or is it like pretty much the same the same thing across? What's the landscape like? Maybe all so yes, so <laughs> I think one consistent thing across the board is each country has more than one preferred way of making payments. Um, at least in, in every country that I've been to. I think two is probably the minimum. Um, I see payment options uh, on merchant websites growing uh, by the day. Um, lately, I've also been seeing like a point of sale financing where as a consumer, you don't have to pay the full price of the purchase today. You can actually right there at checkout, apply for a loan, 
uh, with a different entity and use that loan to make your purchase. No, wait, what country? So, is this? Hey, whoa. <laughs> what country oh wow so we we actually just rolled out a pilot with um one of our partners in nigeria where now anytime people attempt to make a payment in naira in nigerian naira um one of the options that's now been added is our partners um solution for point of sale checkout financing card was declined and she, yeah pretty, pretty much same gimmick like yeah. she could get a loan at the tail like it was really interesting it was funny i got like right, i've got it that's basically yeah. financing right yeah like you know that exactly it's like microfinance like all the all the all the nigerian princes that have been emailing me about money are gonna love this <laughs> 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 you know what? Well, on that topic, um, I, 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 I think I was talking about this before, like we started recording, uh -huh. for the listeners and stuff like that, about how almost how we almost scammed, like this yeah. past week. Really yep. interesting. Um, this guy is like pretended to be like police officers and stuff like that, and tried to like inspector, inspector what? What is his name? Inspector <laughs> yeah. Now we're we're airing out all your dirty laundry, inspector. No, like, I'll, 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 I'll give him like a C. A C. You failed, man. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, if Nkuma isn't on the next episode because he's been arrested by Inspector... Inspector what? Kalonde. Yeah, Inspector <laughs> Kalonde. If, 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 if that happens, um, well, well, it's sad. It'll be sad. But the show will go on. <laughs> show I would like on. it to go on. Never stop. <laughs> Never stop, guys. Yeah, uh, just, yeah... I guess we're like, going to well, about know, well, this topic, yeah. like security. Like, <laughs> interestingly enough, like around payments, because like in my line of work, we deal with a lot of people that are, well, they might be banked, but it's not It's not because they wanted, they wanted to, or probably forced to, maybe because of salaries or that sort of thing. Or when it comes to actual card payments, like we do have a visa platform that they can use to like make payments, but they rarely ever do because they don't trust the platform with like, yeah. security card. Debit card information and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So like uh that's one of the biggest challenges I'd say here. Like you really have to build sensitization around like and yeah. sometimes you find you can't even add your own like, branding to like the checkout page because you want them to see the name of the bank so they can actually trust like, yeah, the yeah. right safe. Mm -hmm. I, I think a large part of it um also is just merchant and consumer education. So the product that we're selling, Rave, um, is a level one certified um, PCI DSS product. Essentially, there is a like a committee sort of that regulates global payment standards and setting security standards for um, what payment service providers should, how they should handle data and all of that stuff. Um, and we're level one certified. We've been since the product was launched. Um, we also recently got our ISO certifications. We got two different ISO certifications. I don't remember what the codes of each are. But I think if this was information that was available to merchants and like some clear communication on how extensive um, 
the program is for you to even get certified. I think that would go a long way to give a lot of consumers that extra security when on the checkout page, they can see that this is a PCI DSS certified platform. This is a PA DSS certified platform. There is ISO certifications and all that stuff as well. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Rave uh, website and I gotta say I want in. I'm gonna do my research. I'm seeing snippets of code here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Do we still have those? Do we? Credits? You got the AWS credits? Is that what you mean? Credits are expired. Just oh. in case you think you're going to get the same one. But <laughs> yes, we did get like um, AWS credit. So like the whole point of it was to get more developers to kind of like, try out oh. the Rave API yes. and so on and so forth. Uh, I never got to that point of actually using it. Uh, but I always wondered like how, is it any easier than all mm. the other like platforms? Like honestly, it seems easier. It, I'm speaking from, I've just looked at the website and done a bit of reading, but it already seems easier. Do you, do you remember how like difficult uh, it 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 was? Like I think we were together at this presentation where they were showing how you can integrate the cybersource. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, Dude, okay, I know we want I money, but Jesus. I tried it and I'm like, you know, like there's not much information. Yeah. And, like you What's have a contact on? and uh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, and he was he was actually like giving a presentation on how to implement it, and he was actually telling us how difficult it is. <laughs> telling us that was, a lot of it is just from experience. You run a lot of errors with no information. Yeah, and what actually, actually is wrong? You have to sort uh, it out yourself. And keep trying and trying until you just get it right. And I'm like, dude, n there, no, there's no way. Like, no and support. It's very difficult, also from the business side, to actually scale that. That yeah. becomes like super expensive if you have to handhold everybody who needs to use the platform so and that's just for visa all that stuff it was just for visa right just for visa. yeah <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> and then the paperwork behind yeah. that yeah like, paperwork behind that as well stand in the queue you Why have don't to, you? Yeah, you, you, have <laughs> to meet, you have to meet Why someone you from Barclays <laughs> and you have to like have this working relationship yeah. with them but they have that relationship with every other person trying to get like it's it's really so I'm 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 looking at, at the stuff and, and you it don't does have look volumes. Why do they even want no one to, talk to get left yeah. <laughs> Just do something, okay? Right. right. But then, like on the on the on the aspect of volumes, right? Uh, I think the last couple last couple of months I've been spending a lot of time talking to like people that are, that have these services and are constantly asking what your commercials are, and that's what determines whether you'll be integrated quickly onto like mm -hmm. different platforms. Exactly. And that's proving to be a real big challenge, especially oh. for startups who are exactly. just... Like, you don't really have the volumes yet, but this oh. will help you get the volume. Yeah, that's you like, need, it's uh, just like a chicken and the egg scenario. Exactly. <laughs> like, the payment gateway can literally help you reach the global market. Yeah. All you have to worry about now is distro. That's it. That's it. Like, you, you can literally sell something to someone in Virginia or sell something to someone in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. or, or China. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Or Soho in New York. I don't know. <laughs> and send me to them. Yeah. And still receive your money. And for local transactions, and when I say local transactions, I mean local currency, you can receive the money in your account within 24 hours. You tell me if CyberSource can do that. Shots. <laughs> Bang, bang. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm not expecting that. Short. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, fintechs wow. like, don't exist without, like, the bigger financial institutions, right? So as much as we can preach that we're making payments easier and more seamless for the merchant and the consumer, I can't offer a card payment if Visa doesn't exist, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't be a fintech. Yeah, I can't be a fintech if I can't have a bank account because no matter how many licenses I have, I still need to keep the money someplace, right? Very true. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, I think for me and, and for Flutterwave in, in general, we see more opportunities for partnerships. Like, we see more opportunities to to get closer to our enablers the card networks the telcos the banks yeah i agree and to be honest like yes cybersource has its issues but we do partner with barclays we do partner with the other banks in the market okay well as long as it's you guys partnering with them and not us <laughs> i can already see your I, I mean, like... You see where this is going. I, I see where it's going. Convenient, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really interesting, like, from a developer perspective. Um, like, the deadlines are crazy. Yeah. And that's why I didn't like the cybersource thing. Like, dude, I was working on a real timeline, and it was... Okay, look. <laughs> you know, there's an interesting concept that's flying around lately, and... They're calling it the foot soldiers. Like, you're the foot soldier, you do what you're told, mm. and you do it according to the time that you've been given, not according to the time that you want. Mm. And then yes. it's just like, yes. okay, um, you need to do this in two days. And you go sit down, you get that documentation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell you anything, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and then you, you, you sit down, and then it's easy to make the form and whatever, whatever. Then you're getting an error which you can't explain. Doesn't tell you nothing. Not documented. From a developer perspective, I think I'm always looking for something that's easy to use. Like you, you want to streamline. You don't want to spend time doing. And I think we've said this on the podcast before. You don't want to spend time doing things that really aren't uh, adding to the value of the application or the platform or whatever. Yeah. Like you don't want to spend time doing uh, something that should be easy. I mean, yeah, you say the yeah. best way uh-huh. reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Like, no yeah. need to reinvent. You, you know, no you just reminded me of last off topic. Uh-huh. Uh, I got more validation on why a developer shouldn't be a system admin. Uh, this guy's one of my guys, uh, my colleagues and stuff, spent like four hours in the server room trying to debug what was wrong with our server. And he ended up just restarting the machine and everything just worked. <laughs> he restarted the server. Okay. So he could have gone in there, restarted the server, and walked out in like less than thirty yep. minutes. Spent four hours. <laughs> that that was me last week. As a developer, I don't. Yeah, no. As a developer, you don't want to spend time doing uh, like system admin and 
and stuff. Like I think it's Twambo who is talking about yeah. how like <laughs> yeah, like you don't have, you, you don't have, you don't have the time to start working on that shit. Yeah, but no, like uh, honestly, like like you've you've already said, like the convenience, and it's not just like convenience for the end user. Like I'm already seeing convenience from a development perspective <laughs> because, like especially in Zambia, dealing with developing a system that accepts payments is. I'd like to setting up the payments policy in the easy one because the bigger work is in matching the design. Yeah. Because yeah. Exactly. And I feel great. like of late it's just been shown down as the like sign up, sign up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. Okay, I sign up. Then what? Like, how many inactive users do you really have? Mm. You know, that's no a fair point. That. That's we a fair point. Oh, we've had so many users sign up, but who's using it? I mean, I guess uh, we were the foot sho- the foot soldiers for you guys. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> we did all the yeah, running around. You, you we, yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't give you time. <laughs> we made all the partnerships, and then here we offer you a package. Yeah. Like, but yeah. we'll, we'll yeah, take just it. Sign we'll up. take it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not complaining. Mm-hmm. Like, how hard is it though to sell to partners? Like, are they yeah? Are they willing to jump on board, or do they need extra convincing? Hmm. I think uh, to be honest, the banks were easier than expected. I think they were easier than expected because everyone is really the whole SME space, the whole entrepreneur space. Like, how can we tap into this this talent of people who know how to fix their own problems? Exactly, it's a wave, right? So, like, everyone wants to tap into that. And then also tapping into being able to get more people onto digital financial platforms is like something that governments are also very interested in because now, right, financial inclusion, because not only that, but now we can see the transactions, how they're moving. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what platforms are people really using? And the good thing about the dashboards that Rave has is that you can even tell like, are more people paying from mobile phones? Mm. Are more people paying from their laptops? Like, how are they doing it? Because then you can streamline your marketing, streamline your messaging. At what point in time are people interacting with the online payment system? You know, can I offer uh, a 50% discount between this time and this time to drive traffic? You see what I'm saying? So those are some of the business analytics that it allows you to to understand and structuring how your business is going to move, especially from an operations standpoint. You know, us operations people, we love that stuff. You know, we go crazy <laughs> over that stuff. And then, you know, just uh, with the banks and and dealing with the MNOs, it, it really wasn't as much resistance as I thought it would be. I mean, it takes a it takes a while. It's, it's the, you, do you have time? Is yeah. really the question. Yeah. Because this is about building relationships. And as I stated before, like, you don't just integrate and then you cut it off. Like, no, like, you, you have to go back, you know. Hey, how you guys doing? Bake some cookies. You know, add, add, add a human. Add a human touch to yeah. the tech. That's, 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 that's a good point. It's bake, true. Bake some, bake bake some cookies. Kind of, like, no, but like that, 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 that's actually a, a fair point, especially when, when it comes to like data, right? Like data is a big deal. Like auditing this stuff is a lot easier when you can see how exactly. money is moving. 
and, and you know the most interesting thing now is how we get our ID cards like NRC yeah. like I, I think they're still manual right now like there's no real like seamless integration like someone gets the registration card and suddenly they are known across every department in the government that this yeah it's its forms yeah like that are moved physically but that's like really changing a lot now. yeah so like immigration is like really gone oh yeah like a step further like it's crazy mm-hmm. so hopefully we see that going down to every other part and if we can eliminate like this idea of going to the bank before you go to the actual entity or you go there you start the form, the process, right? Then you have to step out, go to the bank, deposit, then go back and actually finish like the need to go to the bank. Yeah, I was, I was like recently I dealt with that when uh, paying. Uh, a, a, let's not talk about what I paid, but uh, <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, I was dealing with uh, a government uh, like payment thing, and yeah, exactly what you're saying. You go there, you do do everything, you deal with everything, and they tell okay, now go here go here and bring me back the pop yeah <laughs> this day and age 2019 2019 <laughs> but you want to know something i just i just want to put this out here because the technology is there like it's not that there that the technology is not there to make the cues go away to streamline all of these processes it's just that the consumer, number one, is the consumer going to use it? And are the businesses going to push it? Because one thing that I've noticed when I went to go pay, I'm not going to say what entity I paid. <laughs> I asked him, I said, well, don't you get a bank statement? Like, can't you just, <laughs> you want me to help you reconcile this <laughs> by bringing you a POP after I waited in this line for two hours? Yep. Right? That's basically putting putting off your function on the customer, right? Mm. So are you going to say, and then then, then, had, then, I t- then they told me, oh, well, you can also just do this online. But then if I do this online, you're going to ask me to print this off and bring it to you. So where can, can we have legislation for Paper Reduction Act that forces businesses to yeah. utilize technology at every single point possible to reduce the waste because then if, if you put it on the businesses then the businesses will force every customer that interacts with it and some of these companies you can't you can't not interact with yeah. them to to reduce the paper yeah. i think you just solved our i think you just solved our problem as a country <laughs> <laughs> if anyone who can make the change is listening, Yo, there you go. That was yeah. a freebie. Uh, <laughs> the first one's free. The first one's free. <laughs> now, how you implement it? How do we do that? That's really interesting. Um, going back to like uh, developers and APIs and stuff like that, like how many different types of APIs are available for like developers and how's like the onboarding for you? Like, oh, yeah. No, it's a. Uh, sorry. Should I take that one? Yeah, oh. Okay. So it's actually a, a very easy and smooth onboarding process. I think one thing that I've now gotten used to when I first introduced people to the product is their disbelief at how easy and how seamless uh, and efficient it is. 
So it's all self onboarding online. Um, you can sign up for the products in under five minutes. You upload um, all your documentation for KYC purposes. You upload um, where you want your funds to be deposited. Uh, and then for the APIs, like I said, our goal is to make it easy for developers, for businesses to accept or send payments across payment schemes across countries. So the APIs have been um, simplified. They're open on our website. Um, it's easy to implement them. We've had people who've integrated in, in less than a day. Um, we also provide plugins for the different e-commerce platforms that are out there. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, we can. Oh yeah, okay, sorry. Um, so there's like a, a Shopify plugin, a WooCommerce slash WordPress, Joomla, PrestaShop, then you have like the iOS and Android um, plugins as well. So from a technical perspective, it's it's quite savvy um, and very, very easy to work with. This reminded me of a time um, I was trying to, I, I, was, I was trying to do like an integration with one of the MNOs and just getting the API was a problem. Like the amount of documentation you need to fill in like physical documentation, yeah. hand in, wait a few weeks for approval. Uh, then get the API documentation, then try and catch someone to actually do the integration. To support, right? <laughs> That's crazy. You That's guys, this this makes me so happy. I don't think... Like, and there's a lot of languages, like a lot of coding languages that you can <laughs> You're making me sound like a miserable person. But yeah, like like this is cool, and I like that uh, like you guys are like thinking about the developer experience as well, because like a lot of these don't put yeah, and like if the developer isn't happy, then the customer. Do you know what I find most is, interesting? Like I found myself in situations where it's not really the decision maker that's making the decision on what API you're using or what payment method you're going with. It's yes. Exactly. The developer likes it. Yes. He'll push for the product to be Exactly. Yeah. He knows how easy it is. Yeah. Because we don't know. I mean, like, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes the foot soldier has to, like, take a stand and say, Rave! Thank you for the. <laughs> I didn't push a lot. I'll, I'll take I'm, that to consideration. Okay, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Wait, are you calling me your foot soldier? That's all part of like our strategy to make it easy for developers to use the platform and also to give developers incentives for actually pushing Rave and being that foot soldier who advises the business owner to use Rave, right? Um, so that's where uh, the AWS um, offer came from, or that's where the like sort of the thought behind what can we do to help small businesses, to help developers um, grow their business. And then we also introduced the referrals where people can actually earn revenue for every other business that they refer to Rave. All they have to do is share their referral link or their referral code with that entity. That entity then signs up with the link or the code. Yo, I like how this sounds. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> okay, prepared. Okay, okay. Yeah, like you've, 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 you've sold us. Like you've, you've. Where so does the dream. And we weren't even trying to sell. <laughs> we were just literally sure. just talking. Tell everybody to tell everybody to tell everybody. <laughs> right. Oh, were we trying to sell? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it all sounds like really, really, really cool. Yeah. It's 
it's really nice to have a like a like an added player on the field that will make it a bit easier. I think maybe then a lot of things may change. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, they don't have a choice. Yeah. Like globalization is happening, innovation is happening. Whether you like it or not. Exactly. Whether you like it or not, yeah. You gotta get with it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh. I'm calling it. Brilliant episode. We're about to end. I'm going to get plugs from everyone, including my Twitter handle. But <laughs> you're going to get a backstory to this. Like, you've never listened to a podcast episode. This episode one, we've had this struggle. Every episode. Every episode. <laughs> I, I really don't know. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? Go ahead. You start. You know, you see that? You put, you <laughs> no, put me on the spot. You and... put yourself. So, my Twitter handle is Jorelli360. Yeah, 360. Uh, J-O-R underscore E-L-I 360. That is my Twitter handle. It is not changing. I have made a decision to never change my Twitter handle. But you know what's gotten better? Uh-huh. With this episode, you've, you've kind of found a way to like... Make it sound good. Say it so it's clear. It's enough. clear, yeah. Like, that, was, that was good. Well, I, I, I've had Say lots it. of yeah. practice, so... 15 episodes, right? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't on every episode, but yeah. Anyway, if you search like J O R, I'm pretty sure I'm the most famous J O R right now. Uh, you'll find me. Yeah, I'm calling it. Okay. I said it. Jor L I. Like Jor L. Here we I'm, go. He's looking I'm at me as he's explaining this. Yeah, because <laughs> they all know I'm the not story. Sure what, <laughs> what I'm expected to do. <laughs> do you, you know, know his handle? Do you remember it? Do you remember his handle? The most famous J O R on Twitter. So just search, just search J O R. Uh, I'll pop up. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's all bones. So underscore bones. No. Yeah, but I rarely use it. Okay, I don't really have a Twitter. Huh? What? I'm judging you. Okay, you're, you're so being judged I mean, so I have hard Twitter, right now. But I don't use it. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to follow me, <laughs> I don't know if it would be very exciting for you. I don't know if I want to follow someone that doesn't use their Twitter very often, <laughs> but I will if you promise to follow me back. J O R. <laughs> yeah, if if you do want to follow me on Twitter, if you send me, send me like a DM or something, I promise I'll respond. I'll I'll get the notification. Mm-hmm. Um so my Twitter handle is Dollface Shack. D O L F A C E S H A K. Elias, the run for your money. Hey, what? There are no underscores. D O double L. F A C. S H A K. Is that like all one word? Yes. No Q. I'm not the football player, okay? This is Shakiri <laughs> with a K. No Q. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, up next. So I'm actually in the same boat. I have a no, Twitter account, but no, I rarely no, ever no. use it. 
I do get notifications Guys. as well. So it's on my phone. I'm logged into it. Um, <laughs> but I probably have 30 tweets since 2008. You were on Twitter so in 2008. Very, yeah. I, I had to actually sign up for it because it was 30% of my grade to tweet three times during the semester for one of my courses. Wow. That's interesting. 30%. <laughs> Intense. Shit. 10% of everything. Yeah. Oh, I could have well, used that too. I had to sign up for Twitter. <laughs> so what's your Twitter handle? Would you like to share um, it? It's, it's, it's long, so I have to spell it. I love so that this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that this episode is validating me. I'm not alone. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. So it's S for Sam, A L E W A, F for Frank, A L A D E. We'll put a link in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to uh oh, plug? my next? Yeah, so mine mine's the simplest, I think. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the Zambian geek. So the Zambian underscore where's 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 the underscore? Geek. After the Zambian. Where are the numbers? After the No numbers. No numbers. No. So it's just the Zambian geek. Okay. The Zambian underscore geek. Okay, uh interesting. Uh plug session. <laughs> we're gonna cut everything out yeah but... validate the <laughs> why would why 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 are you being this person right now because i can uh, look he's, he's doing the evil <laughs> <laughs> tell you what if you if you want to get in touch with codecast we're at codecastzm on twitter we're at codecastzm on instagram we're at codecastzm on facebook or our full name codecast zambia mm-hmm. um we're on 11 platforms, uh, including Radio Republic, Stitcher, Spotify, um, iTunes Podcast. We're on Breaker. Like, we're pretty much on almost every platform except SoundCloud at the moment. So just search for Codecast Zambia and boom, you got us. You got us. Also, a reminder to send in messages. You can send us a minute-long message. Uh, we'll put a link in the description in case you have feedback or you want to ask a question. You guys are available for questions after this, right? Like, you get like voice messages. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so you can send in messages and we'll try to put as many of them as we can on our following episodes and stuff like that. Yep. Um, It's been amazing. I I love this episode. I feel like every episode is my favorite episode. Do you feel the same way? (laughs) I feel the same way, dude. I feel the same way. Thanks, guys. It was a great conversation. Thank you, Cocast. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you made podcast history. Oh, yeah, always like our first remote guest. Yes. Right? The first remote person. Can I get a clap or something for that one? Oh. <laughs> okay, guys. So, do you want to say Thanks. or should I? You can say, say it better. Okay. Cocast out. out. <laughs> podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Codecast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CodecastZM and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a show. Leave us a rating on iTunes and please do tell a friend about the show.